and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast and Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2024 and it features a conversation with Daniela Rodriguez, who is editor-in-chief, designer and illustrator of Superstars Only, which is this brilliantly personal, almost gonzo magazine that Daniela makes with her boyfriend Adrian Tew and a few close friends over in New York. As you're going to hear, Daniela is incredibly self-effacing and the magazine itself has this lovely lowbrow charm. But I think it's important to recognise that it's also really quite experimental and really exciting. And I was very interested to hear her describing the process that she goes through in making an issue and what she calls the special magic that print brings to the project. I'm recording this on Friday the 5th of January but I spoke to her at the start of December and at that point she said the next issue would be coming soon so I'm certainly looking forward to hearing more news about that at some point but in the meantime I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Daniela from Superstars Only. Uh, Hey Daniela, so nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you too. Superstars Only is one of these magazines that, like, when I first saw it, and I came to it quite late, I just immediately had, like, a bunch of questions. So I'm really looking forward to hearing this all from you. But I guess maybe if we start for someone who's not seen this magazine before, what is Superstars Only? That's a really good question. Um, (laughs) Superstars Only is a magazine um i guess i would say it is an art magazine but it changes time to time um we like to feature people that you know that are cool that you might have been familiar with but never really like were aware of um or also just like people that you would never expect to see all together in one publication mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. isn't always like the main goal but that just is what naturally happens when working on the magazine mm-hmm. um yeah and so I, I've got issue four in front of me mm-hmm. uh, and, and I say I came to it late because this came out this summer and I I only found it like kind of uh, you know a month or two ago um but so, you know, it's kind of like late in terms of this issue coming out, but also there have been three previous issues. So when did this whole thing start? It started in November of 2021. It was at a time in my life where I wanted to, I, I was a little like, I was in school. Um, Whereabouts? You know, uh, I went to Parsons mm-hmm. uh, in the city and I, I you know, it spent a lot of time online. I think it must have been because of COVID and not really going out. Um, so I was kind of stuck in my own bubble um, digitally, if that makes sense. Uh, and I was just kind of hanging out with my algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> and it got a little claustrophobic. So I remember talking to my friend and and I didn't know what it is that I wanted to do, but I was just like, I want to write something, just say it and just put it out there because um, I had nothing to lose. Like, I don't have any followers on Instagram. I, I'm 
nothing like I have nothing to lose if I just do it but it's just because I was frustrated and I couldn't let it keep going on I was like I just want to say something but if I'm being completely honest um I at the time was a little shy like it was just a hypothetical thing that I would never really do so I of course didn't really act on it quite yet until my boyfriend Adrian uh called me one night and he was taking a journalism class and his teacher was requiring everyone in the class to have their final published in a magazine and um he asked me if I knew any like local papers, like any magazines that were happening around school. And I was like, no, I'll keep an eye out because there's a lot of flyers, you know? And he was like, okay, well, what if you just started one? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, immediately, yes. Uh, Cause that made a lot of sense to me. And I think it was something that I had thought about before, but didn't fully realize. Uh, until I had this excuse to do it so I didn't really feel like it was going nowhere and on that same call I was just like okay what if it's superstars only and yeah from there it just kind of went on and that's it so when so so he first of all Adrian has a lot to answer for uh in this and I noticed from the masthead he's still involved he's so you are editor-in-chief and, yeah. and you do the illustration and mm-hmm. Adrian is down as assistant editor-in-chief and mm-hmm. also designing so it looks like this is very much a product of the two of you still yeah, yeah yeah I work on it with him and some of my other close friends when it comes to writing or coming up with you know what to even talk about in the magazine so it's it's a close collaboration with all of us um yeah it's it's small it's a small group it, yeah i yeah <laughs> well so look the, the, none of none of this is surprising me at all because like probably the first thing that struck me reading the magazine is just how personal it all is mm-hmm. and, and i mean the you know i i i often say like you know i think it's difficult to make a magazine that's really good when you're kind of trying to do it all yourself because one of the beauties of magazines you get to like pull together all these different kind of like experience and stuff but then you always get like the exception that proves the rule and so actually this thing that you've made is is like so personal so so many of the stories start with almost just kind of like a note from you that's Mm -hmm. kind of like well one day I was thinking this thing and we ended up doing this and this and then like this story just came out of it so that it 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 sort of feels a bit like reading your diary or something yeah I I, (laughs) exactly how I would describe it each issue is a diary Mm -hmm. entry and again that's not purposeful that's just like how it happens um I think that's also due to like you know again going back to it being like a small group of people we don't have any like like we're just we're just kids like making something and the best place to pull things from is probably like our experiences to then like fuel the other ideas Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So naturally, that's just like how I went about it. And so, yeah, each each issue's theme is revolved around this like autobiographical standpoint of like where I am at this point. Uh, And and so this issue is themed escape. So tell me, how did that kind of like end up being the thing that you want to focus on for this one? A long story. <laughs> uh, escape. So, yeah, I I had come up with. So we released the third issue in December of twenty twenty two, and in January I immediately knew the the theme of the next issue, uh, and I just I'm from Miami, so it was me coming back to the city after like the holidays, and you know, I'm coming back to a cold, dirty city. It's, you know, a little miserable outside. I just got back from a lovely, warm Miami with my family. And um, so that's where it originally came from and just like wanting a vacation. And also at the time I was starting to feel a little confused about where I was career-wise or just like what I wanted to do with my life Um, and I was flirting with the idea of possibly leaving my job to pursue something else so again like escape quitting you know and going to do something different and then my cat died (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I don't know Pet that pet deaths for me are never easy. And and this cat, like, she was the love of my life. I've had her since I was four years old. And I'm an only child, so like as depressing as it sounds, like those are like my siblings, you know? And uh yeah, so escape came from from all of those things combined and also looking at the art scene I I uh I started to like wanting, I wanted to escape New York somehow um, in terms of what I was seeing in places. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I went about with the relating escape to the curation of the magazine, like of, of who is featured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's really interesting because the, so I, I hadn't made that connection uh, mm-hmm. But so the the kind of the graphic style of the magazine is very kind of um, like it, it's almost kind of anti-design. Like the you know kind of the there's no sort of fancy typography in here. There's like I think the illustrations are yours, and the the kind of it's that kind of um, almost sort of like lowbrow kind of uh, like like graphic style. Mm-hmm it makes total sense that then this also becomes an escape from you as an escape from the kind of rarefied, uh, kind of like, you know, approved, like good art (laughs) kind of world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it it was an escape also make, yeah, making it. We, we, uh, We did it within two months of just nonstop, like every day, morning tonight and it was therapeutic too because it was right after 
going through all that and yeah definitely in terms of like the lowbrow art too yeah I wanted to do something that was just kind of different from the standard that I was witnessing Mm, mm, mm. some places I don't know so so in in your letter um from the editor as well so you talk about escaping your own escape and you have this thing about talking about when you were just like eating pasta and playing video games and (laughs) that was an escape from the world but then you realized that you needed to escape that escape and so it kind of follows then that all of this while it is an escape it also is somehow kind of I don't know a bit more sort of wholesome or like kind of positive it's sort of sending you in the direction you want to go in yeah yeah uh when I wanted to originally escape and I got to that escape like before the magazine I was just like okay now I need to get out of this because it was disgusting like what I was participating (laughs) in I don't play I'm not a gamer but you know I, I I I play a little and um, it had been a while since I played a video game and I I think it must have been because I didn't know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to be and I just was in a whole other world and I was like what am I doing right now and it, it gets a little it gets a little dark and I just like I want to I want to I, I get out and do something else and um, I wanted the magazine to not be a depressing escape mm. um, despite what I was maybe feeling Mm -hmm. so like interviewing like you know like Garrett Sander who did the toys for Monster High um something that was like from my childhood that was you know brought a lot of happiness and yeah let's okay let's 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 get into that then so you so you've got uh, an interview with the creator of the Monster High Dolls uh, this guy Garrett Sanders. So I guess maybe this is what you mean when you said at the beginning people who you maybe have never heard of, but you'll be like familiar with them. So clearly, I I never heard of this guy before, but I know what Monster High Dolls are. More mm. to the point, I get this lovely, again like kind of diary sort of note from you talking about like ten year old you and kind of how maybe you felt like a bit of a misfit like didn't totally fit in with everybody and so then the kind of significance that these dolls uh, brought to you so that's all like really lovely and like one thing of its own but then what I was struck by with the conversation with Garrett is that you're it almost feels like kind of the tone of that interview is saying I sort of didn't really know where I was going with this and and nobody liked this at first. I had to, you know, everybody told me this was a terrible idea. It almost feels like kind of sort of like, it's, it's certainly really lovely and warm and like really affirming. And as I'm reading that, I'm just kind of imagining you and your intention with it. So what, like, what was kind of your intent when you set out with that piece? My intent was, Okay, if I'm all right, I'm gonna be completely honest. I thought the dolls were absolutely gorgeous. And I was like, I need to talk to this guy, but also how dope would it be to have these dolls in the magazine, you know? Also, 
with coming from my experience with Monster High, like as a little kid, these things just like come out of thin air. You don't think about someone making this. Like the concept doesn't exist. It's just there. Like it's magic. And so kind of pulling the curtain and seeing where that magic came from is what uh, interested me. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into because I didn't know what to expect. Like, again, this is someone who shaped my childhood in some way. And again, like, it's all magic to me. So <laughs> I don't know. And uh, that makes me happy that uh, you you got like the warmth from the interview because he was extremely sweet. And hearing him talk about, you know, the making of the dolls and like seeing the spark in his eye talking about him. I. I was kind of like fangirling at some point when we would talk about the little like details of the dolls and because it, it took me back to to that time when I would play with them. So Yeah, totally, yeah. And and I think it's really important to all of this that you you have this kind of this almost like gonzo style that where you like you totally put yourself into the piece. So the you know, kind of an interview with the Monster High dolls guy. I would generally say I'm kind of not that interested, but it's mm -hmm. like it's like your love that then makes me kind of appreciate it. And the, so there's another piece um, in there uh, about um, Second Life. Yeah. And this, again, is this thing of sort of like just almost kind of like accidental sort of like chance encounters. So, so you basically you just went into Second Life and just started like chatting to people, asking them kind of like, you know, who are you? What are you doing here? And there's a very, there's a clear theme there of like escape because like, okay, this is some people's escape. But then you end up speaking with someone who's the editor of a magazine in Second Life. Yes. This whole, it's almost like the the story sort of then just like takes a, a, a a corner do you know what I mean sort of like you then go off on these other things so to tell me about this person you encountered and, and how that came about I felt crazy the entire time I was doing the second life bit because I'm playing this game on my laptop I have only played second life maybe like twice back in high school but the interface was always really complicated and the people who play that game are very dedicated and they're hardcore. So I was a newbie um, and my computer was lagging. It's about to explode. And I was trying to talk to as many people who would want to talk to me. And, um, you know, it, it got to the point where like, okay, so I didn't know that people on Second Life looked at how many years you were on the game for. And I was only, I was literally one day old. So <laughs> you look like a bot. Like you you look you look like a bot or someone who's just trying to exploit real people. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going up to you, like, hey, I'm a journalist. Can I interview you? And I'm I'm kind of like you know amping myself up a little bit, like it's a big time magazine, you know. And uh, so they don't want to talk to someone who's one day old. They're a little suspicious. The only people that would want to talk to me were uh, horny older men. And 
I didn't really know that aspect of the game that well either. And so that was funny watching that unfold. And I thought it was great anyway. And so <laughs> a lot of the servers were inactive. The only servers that were really active were like those romance servers. And then I found a gallery server. I was like, okay, art gallery, this is funny. And there were different showrooms. And one of the showrooms was this magazine. And most of the conversation, all the conversations at this point were happening like via text. All of a sudden I hear people talking in my headphones and they sound like real people <laughs> and they're women talking. I'm like, what is going on? And so I go up to them and they're in the middle of having a meeting talking about their magazine and like the shows that they're putting on within Second Life. And yeah, I felt so lucky. I was like, no way this is happening to me right now. How, like, how is this possible? And they were also very hardcore too. They, they were very serious. I, I think it took them a while to warm up to me to want to share things but then once they started talking about their magazine they were just going off they gave me a tour they had an entire world created and they had all the covers of their issues on a wall and you can click each one and you can read them and they had a gallery show it was it was amazing to see like you know I came into this like magazine community in general like as I made the first issue of Superstars Only, but seeing how, seeing the world outside of like this world that I know of magazines existing in other forms. And I actually talked to them, it was right before I was going to do the Brooklyn Art Book Fair. And I was like, cause I found out that they were in New York and I was like, do you guys know like the Brooklyn Art Book Fair? You guys should come. And they didn't know it. and. I mentioned printed matter and uh, they didn't know printed matter. I don't know. It was just interesting. And obviously like magazines exist out of that world of like, duh, of course, but I don't know. It was just, it was really, it was really cool. And so, so their magazine is called Focus. Yes. Uh, Focus magazine. Yes. <laughs> you in, in this encounter, did you feel a real affinity between superstars only and focus or were you more struck by the differences was it more more about similarity or more about difference i think it was similarity just this craving for community and also just doing it because you love it and like who cares about the outside world um, but yeah, so Focus Magazine is the name of the magazine and what they feature is photography created solely in Second Life. Mm -hmm. So it's screen grabs, but they're very cinematic and like the people who stage the photo, they like create the image, of course, with like the graphics of the game. And uh, I, I really like the world building aspect of magazines and Focus did that literally within second life so i i thought that was completely epic and yeah and is it is it a thing that they can't sell 
the magazine. So it literally just ha- it literally is purely for the love that they're doing it. Yeah, I I don't think they sell it. Mm. It's it's just in the game. Mm-hmm. So and it, so it's free to so, read. So then, how close is that to you? Because you know, independent magazines are notorious for being <laughs> very difficult to make any money out of. Mm-hmm. How does that kind of mesh with you and your motivations? So that's something I've always, sorry, kind of gone back and forth with the idea of having something completely accessible, but then also wanting something to be physical too. When I had made the first issue, it was very much like faking it till you make it you know, just to like get this teacher to believe that it's also a real magazine and, you know, and having everyone in the class believe that too. And I had made a website and an Instagram for this magazine just to, you know, make the magazine look even more official. And I had uploaded a storefront (laughs) and I received some sales. I was like, what? What did I do? I, <laughs> I, the I went to Staples and I printed the first issue and I I um put it together myself. I perfect bound it, and uh, I didn't realize that whole other part of magazine making, which is production. Uh, it's not as simple as you know, just getting, a, I mean, it can be if that's what you want. Um, but in my head, I was like, um, a magazine is, you know, glossy paper and it's perfect bound and it's, you know, eight and a half by 11 is standard size and it goes beyond that. And I didn't, I didn't know how much it would cost. And I, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. And, you know, then I think about like, you know, I could just do an online magazine and then it could be, you know, free for me and free for everyone. But there's a magic to having something in print. And especially since, you know, the whole concept of the magazine came from a place where I wanted to escape my own algorithm and get out of Instagram and the Internet that would you know, suffocate my mind. <laughs> I print was a way to escape that. And also there's something wholesome about having a magazine in your hands and feeling like you're part of something. Mm. You're part of this community, this club mm. that belongs to everyone. And all all you have to do to feel a part of it is to like, not necessarily own it, but just like go to the store and hold it in your hands for a split second. Like that's what I do with a lot of the magazines that I love. Like whenever, you know, I'm, I, I, I like go to magazine stores all the time and I just like to like breathe it in. And like, I pick up every magazine and I just love the feeling it gives me just to like immerse myself in their world and mm-hmm. to feel like you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like having something digital for superstars only is something I I might want to play around with but at the moment I I I want to 
with print too there's just so much you can do you know it's it's like it's like holding a movie in your hands that makes sense and I want to play with that a little longer before I you know go to online I, I think that playfulness is really important as well because the you know I've sort of I've talked about this in terms of like kind of almost like the anti-design and the kind of like the lowbrow uh, artwork, but I don't want that to make it sound like this is just somehow kind of I don't know like n- not carefully put together because actually mm-hmm. you're doing a load of stuff with this that is really experimental like really fun like I love the way that you like run text around things and kind of the you know it it feels like such a kind of dynamic um, magazine you've got that story about escape rooms and every time the word escape is used it the text goes up a point size (laughs) I mean I I was I was sort of caught between like is this sort of like a drinking game like (laughs) in text but actually I because re- like it says in the in the title, it's like sort of like twenty four points uh, escape room or something. And I was, it, I found myself like it was actually kind of like ratcheting up the tension of like, how are they going to get to twenty four points? What's the what's that even going to look like? It genuinely it brought me into the story more. Yeah, that that was uh, an Adrian uh, thing, and I loved it so much, and. We we both knew that for that specific piece, we we wanted it to be just like uh, text on you know black text on a white background, just very simple. But how can we still keep it playful or engaging, like a game? And so, uh, trying to come up with you know because I feel like when I flip through a magazine, sometimes when everything's not all the time, but sometimes when things kind of all uh, look the same, or there's just like certain magazines, like, uh, and it works for them, like, that's what we know them for, like, like uh, Vogue, for instance, like, Vogue is a classic magazine, but sometimes when, you know, each issue kind of, you know, follows the same format, and when you flip through it, it's kind of becomes, like, static or you just you just know what you're getting yourself into so finding different ways that we can like pull the audience in in some form to get to get yourself to read it too because that also comes from a place where like I again (laughs) it's ironic enough too like when making a magazine like when I read something it, it takes a lot for me to get myself to read something so I think the design in general kind of reflects that like how can we get people who also don't want to read, read? Because magazines are notorious for people provide just for the pictures. Like, I mean, people like make fun of like, it's like an old joke, like back in the day of like, you know, girls like reading fashion magazines, but like they're not reading, you know? But how, how can we, you know, play with that and change it up a little bit? So Adrian had come up with that system for that ish for that piece, and it was really great. Love it. Okay, so so work started on this issue in January this year. We're obviously now getting very close to January next year. Are you yeah. you got any plans for issue five yet? Yeah, issue five is is in the works. Uh, 
it's taking a little longer than the other ones have in the past. I think because now I'm having another like existential like crisis when it comes to like magazines and magazine making and uh, again trying to figure out ways that I can continue to play around and keep things fun for myself and for superstars only. I I'm not like married to any ideas for the magazine. So yeah, but hopefully it's, I plan for it to come out relatively soon. Hopefully we'll see. I'm, I'm not going to try and pin you down to any kind of day. <laughs> say that, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that when it's ready. Um, I, I'm such a, a, a big fan of this magazine. So thanks again for taking the time to talk. Uh, thank you good luck with issue five thank you so much it was so lovely talking to you okay that's all for this week i'd like to say thanks again to daniela for taking the time to speak with me and for being so open about her process i'm pretty sure this is the only magazine i know that started because somebody's boyfriend needed to publish a piece of work if you've listened all the way to the end of our episodes before, you might know that we have a special club within a club here because if you use the code podcast when you subscribe to Stack, we'll knock 10% off our normal prices and I'll thank you in our next episode. That's what one listener in Paris did this week and I emailed her this morning to check whether I could share her name, but I haven't heard back yet, so I'm not going to do that now. If I do hear back from her, I'll include her in the next episode. But if you want to join our club, just go to stackmagazines.com and use the code podcast to save 10%. uh, And then we'll start sending out our independent magazines every month. And of course, I'll thank you in the next episode of our podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this one. And I'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks.